Hey there, folks. The FBI director has made a major announcement about the terror threat in the United States right now. So why is he so worried? I'm Aaron Young. Today we'll find out. Now, streaming right around the world, this is Ticker Today. Hello, it is so great to be with you wherever you are joining us from today. Also on Ticker Today, concerns about the way people are using ChatGPT to source information about medication. But first... We kick it off today with Ticker Hotshots and Veronica Dudo is in our New York studio for us. Veronica, of course, a major announcement from the director of the FBI revealing the U.S. is currently facing its most heightened terror threat level since October 7. That, of course, being the day that Hamas decided to target Israel. Now, the U.S. security apparatus on high alert officials reporting a surge in intelligence that could indicate potential terror plots. This doesn't really come as a huge surprise. We think about the aftermath of the Arab Spring when there is an uprising or there is drama in the Middle East It quite often ends up hitting us back in the West, right? Absolutely. It's not a surprise. You know, we do know that there are a lot of uh, sites that are set on a uh, daily basis. And so law enforcement certainly has, uh, you know, a very long list that they're always looking into. But, you know, to hear FBI Director Christopher Wray, he really kind of just reiterated what he did say following that uh, terrorist attack by Hamas back on October 7th. And he is telling Americans to be on high alert. If they see something, say something. You know, this is also uh, a little bit more difficult because there are so many illegal aliens coming across the United States's northern and southern borders. And so a lot of these people just kind of, uh, you know, they're supposed to go back and, and appear for court appearances, but a lot of them disappear. We've had and a so similar situation in Australia where the High Court here has let out over 100 people who um, were uh, who had come uh, to Australia. It's been huge in the news and leading to a lot of concerns for politicians as well. It's happening in the lead up to Christmas, which is the really scary thing at a time where we're all looking to get together. You've got things like the Rockefeller tree uh, where people are heading to in big public spaces, and that is, I guess it, it, it was there any detail given by the FBI director or was it just simply we're picking up a lot of chatter which makes us all tense but it's not really information we can particularly use it was interesting because he talked very definitively and not really that it's a matter of if but when he also said that this is very similar to when ISIS called for the caliphate following 9-11 we also heard for, from Attorney General Merrick Gardland in the past several weeks saying that there have also been calls for violence and attacks on several different ethnic communities so this is not an easy situation there are several layers to it and you know unfortunately violence is never the answer and so again just Director Ray is telling a lot of Americans to try to stay on high alert if you're in one of those yeah. areas and, and you see something, you know, try to bring that to the attention of law enforcement. All right, let's move on to our second story. Ukraine sounding the alarm, expressing the big risk of losing the ongoing conflict if the United States Congress delays crucial aid. Now, interestingly, Veronica, we were expecting a video link uh, from President Zelensky of Ukraine to Congress, essentially pleading his case. But news just into us here at Ticker is he's actually cancelled that video link. And that shows that there may be some trouble in paradise. Obviously, the Republicans, many Republicans are growing a bit weary of sending what they believe is a blank check to Ukraine. But there is the ongoing feeling that if the United States stops supporting allies, what message does that send? 
the White House has informed Congress that very soon the United States will run out of money that they have already predetermined and signed off on to send to Ukraine. And so at the behest of the White House, this call was arranged for President Vladimir Zelensky to make his case. Democrats uh, wanted this to happen. They wanted their, their colleagues on the other side of the aisle, the Republicans, to hear directly from uh, Zelensky in terms of what he needs and, and what you know this fight is about. But then we heard uh, Majority Leader Chuck Schumer announce that due to something else, he is unable to make this call. Now, so far, what could Congress possibly be more important for the president of Ukraine right now than trying to shore up support from the U.S. Congress? If we knew the answer to that question, right, Aaron, and so many others, as Did we always talk about. Did his mother-in-law rock up unannounced for dinner or something? And, you know, he kind of had to, sorry, I, I, I've got to run. I mean, it's just a, a crazy situation. But also, I suppose the fear had been that once uh, the war in the Middle East kicked off between Israel and Hamas, that the crisis there, the war that was happening in Ukraine, would essentially um, fall by the wayside in, in terms of public support. But it already was leading up to it. And it feels like now, um, as we saw, the White House were trying to link funding for Ukraine to the funding bill for Israel. Mm. And Chuck Schumer was even trying to dangle in front of Republicans saying they could add something else to other bills uh, that they so desire just to try to push this across the finish line. But you just really see how the United States has to deal with so many things around the world. You know, we, we are looking at the Middle East with what's happening with Hamas and Israel. You're seeing, you know, the continuation between Russia and Ukraine. And of course, you know, we have China that, that we talked about threatening the United States, saying that they entered their, uh, you know, waters when really it's international waters. So so it's right around the globe, truthfully, in terms of, you know, what's going on and, and trying to keep a lot of balls in the air. And, and Congress is looking, you know, to say what security measures do they need to put in place and send to the president to sign and sanctions and also signing off on aid. So it's, it's definitely uh, something that there's never a dull moment, that's for sure. And there's never a day goes by that someone doesn't need help. Yeah. And of course, we've got 2024 right around the corner. Veronica, always appreciate your time. Yes. Host of In America Today right here on Ticket News. Talk to you soon. Take care. There is concern today about the way people are using ChatGPT to source information about medication. Pharmacists at Long Island University posed 39 drug-related questions to OpenAI's free chatbot. Only 10 of the responses deemed satisfactory. It means ChatGPT flubbed 75% of questions about prescription drug usage. For the other 29 questions, the responses either did not directly address the situation or the question or were inaccurate or incomplete. The researchers asked ChatGPT to provide references with each of the responses for verification. Only eight of 39 replies included these references, but OpenAI does warn users that its technology is not yet fine-tuned enough to give accurate medical advice, so use at your own risk. At a time when we are all mostly using card or tap and go for our payments, organizations are having to change their systems and expand the number of payment options that are available. American Express has conducted research into homeowners' feelings towards their local councils, as well as the research revealing that Australian homeowners' sentiment towards bill payments specifically. For more, we're joined by the Vice President and General Manager of Global Merchant Services at American Express, Robert Tedesco. Robert, great to have you drop by here at today. Now, uh, talk to us about the research that Amex actually conducted around local council residents and also bill payments. What did you find? 
Yeah, thanks, Aaron. And look, as you said, I think a, a lot of Australians are really feeling the pinch uh, from rising cost of living. And in particular, this time of year, when we, uh, we want to celebrate uh, Christmas with our families, and it's a very joyous period, but we're feeling that stress. And I think what we found in the survey is that one of the things that's really important to Australians is to have choice about their payments. They need flexibility in terms of their payment options. And that really resonated with over a third of those respondents to our survey. Yeah, it's such a good point. Obviously, we are also used to picking up the phone these days and tapping or doing it in, uh, all online, of course, if we're paying bills in particular. Talk to us about what your research found when it comes to homeowner attitudes towards local council fees. Yeah, so, I mean, local council fees are one of those uh, fees that are kind of irregular and lumpy, right? And, and when you've got your regular bills, you're paying the your bills at the supermarket or you're buying your, your coffees every day. It's those lumpy bills that really cause uh, stress uh, for our card members and for Australians in general. And so what, we, what we're keen on and what everyone's keen on is the more that you have options available uh, to individuals, the better they're going to be able to afford and, and ride through those lumpy periods. We also have initiatives with uh, organisations like HICAPS who you know, do all those medical bills for, for uh, different organisations. They're again a, an example of those lumpy irregular bills that Australians really want to have more opportunity to have flexibility and options around. There's not always going to have the money in your bank account to settle those bills. And so uh, having different forms of payments that gives them that flexibility and gives them the ability to enjoy this time of year especially is uh, super important and that's something that we're, we're going to be very vocal about. And talk to us about the trends that you're seeing about how Australians are paying or delaying their bills. As you mentioned at the top there, it's a pretty difficult time. We're seeing multiple rate rises over the past couple of years, that leading to a lot of stress for, for mortgage holders, but also just paying bills. Things are being strung out. That then slows down the economy as well. What's the research you're finding? Yeah, so I think um, uh, Australians have a couple of things. So flexibility I've talked about. The other bit is a number of us, so about 39%, would like to be incentivized. If I'm going to be paying early and if I'm going to be uh, taking money in my bank account, what's the incentive for me to pay early? If there's no incentive for, for me to pay early and there's no penalty if I'm paying a little bit late, then why wouldn't I use that and use the cash flow to my advantage? So that's certainly uh, you know, something that came out of the survey. The other bit that came out of the survey is transparency. So a lot of Australians, when they're uh, trying to figure out when to pay those bills, don't like surprise bills. Uh, they want councils and they want other organisations to really help them understand and to give them plenty of warning and advice that a big bill is coming up so they can uh, make preparations for that and adjust their financials in the right way so they can meet those bills. It is such a good point because obviously uh, it's like a big black hole trying to work out what do I owe and having no idea what things are going to be, particularly around this time of year as well. Uh, talk to us about your partnership with the Brisbane City Council now warmly welcoming American Express. Yeah, so Brisbane City Council, as, a, as you know, is our largest council in Australia and is super uh, important from perceptions of, of coverage for an organisation like us. Uh, and I think there's a reluctance there for a number of years, not just with Brisbane City Council, with other councils, as to what the relevance is of having coverage with American Express. And I think you'll find 
uh, in chatting with uh, Brisbane City Council, they're, they're very impressed in terms of the way in which we engage our card members, the way in which we incent uh, and reward them for making those payments and making those payments on time, the way in which we drive visibility uh, to those payments for those uh, our card members. So it's been a really pleasing partnership. We have a number of other councils who really leaned into the relationship as well and recognise that it's super important to give your, your constituents the opportunity to be yeah. to have that flexibility in how they pay. All right, we'll leave it there for now. Robert Tedesco from American Express. Really appreciate your time here on Ticker today. Thank you. Thanks, Aaron. Appreciate you making the time for us. All right, more Ticker right after this. You're watching Ticker. We'll have more in just a few minutes.